the relation of theory to practice. Selected reading from the Communist, the former theoretical organ of the Communist Party USA, and the current theoretical organ of the Party of Communists USA. Relation of Theory to Practice by Sam Don January 1930 The materialistic, dialectic method, the key to the understanding of the laws of the universe and driving forces of human society, enabled Marx to create his revolutionary philosophy. The working class, being the revolutionary class, is, therefore, the only class capable of understanding Marxian philosophy. Marx expressed this relationship in the thought, quote, that as philosophy finds in the working class its material weapon, the working class finds in philosophy its ideological weapon, end quote. Marxian philosophy based upon the dialectic method means the closest unity between theory and practice. The revolutionary practical purpose of this theory was expressed by Marx in the idea, quote, the philosophers only explain the world one way or another, but the main problem is to change it, end quote. Marxian theory based upon the method of learning to know and understand reality in its rise, development, and changes is the theory indispensable to the working class as a guide in their struggles. Marx, the founder of the revolutionary theory of the working class, could not but become the founder of the first international. The unity of Marx's theoretical and practical activities is seen already in his dealings with the strategy and tactics of the working class, which reflect the immediate problems and tasks of the working class linked up with the ultimate goal of the proletarian revolution. Lenin brilliantly describes the unity of Marxian theory and practical activities in the following brief sentence. Quote, the fundamental line of proletarian tactics was laid down by Marx in strict conformity with the general principles of his materialistic outlook. End quote. Lenin, time and again, emphasized the close unity between Marxian philosophy and proletarian revolutionary practice. For instance, quote, the political line of the party is inseparably linked up with the philosophy of Marx, end quote. Lenin, the most consistent Marxist of the 20th century, embodied best the unity of Marxian theory and practice. Just as Marx, the founder of the revolutionary theory of the working class, was also the founder of the First International, so Lenin, the best Marxist of the 20th century, was the founder of the Bolshevik Party and the Communist International. The quote-unquote infallibility of the Communist International and the party in the Soviet Union is precisely based on the closest unity of Marxian theory with revolutionary practice. Lenin, who lived in the period of imperialism and proletarian revolutions, 
demanded the most complete unity between theory and practice. He said, quote, The basis for correct revolutionary practice and policies is the strategy and tactics based upon the concrete objective truth, which flow from the general fundamental laws of Marxian theory. Following the direction of Marxian theory, we shall draw nearer and nearer to objective truth without exhausting it. Following another path, we shall arrive at confusion and falsehood. End quote. We may therefore also say that Marxism, based on generalized experiences, that is, experience analyzed and lessons drawn from it, tested by life, is a guide to action. Flowing from Marx's idea that the task is not merely to interpret history, but to change it, Lenin said, quote, According to Marx, the direct task of science is to give a true slogan of struggle, that is to be in a position to say that this struggle is objectively a product of a definite system of production relationships, to make clear the necessity of the struggle, its content, its direction, its conditions of development. End quote. Here we see how with the help of theory, the party can see the inevitability of the struggles, understands its development, knowing its content and direction, deepens the struggles, gives it consciousness and leadership. As we can see, Lenin, time and again, emphasized the necessity, importance, and effectiveness of theoretical work. But in the words of Lenin, this does not mean, quote, that theoretical work should be given preference to practical activities. And it surely does not mean that practical work should be given up or postponed until the theoretical work is completed, end quote. Yes, theory is a guide to action. In fact, an indispensable guide. But above all, life, movement, experience, practice. And therefore, quote, theoretical work only gives an answer on the problems raised by practice, end quote. While both Marx and Lenin place the importance of practical revolutionary activities above theoretical activities, they at the same time, with the utmost vigor, persistence, and clarity, pointed out continually the need of theory as a guide to action and as a weapon in changing and making history. We must remember that practice without theory is limited, narrow, and without a perspective. Theory in a concentrated and quickened form contains the lessons of generalized experience. Self-criticism is one of the best methods in examining our experiences in the class struggle in light of theory, and enriching and deepening our theory by revolutionary experiences and practice. Every mistake, every deviation, can easily be traced back to a quote, forgetting, unquote, or lack of knowledge of some of the basic principles of Marxist-Leninist theory. Without theory, one cannot learn successfully and quickly from experience. Therefore, the vanguard of the working class, the party, always to link up the immediate struggles with its goal, 
to raise the struggles to ever higher levels, must be equipped with our revolutionary theory. In this sense, we must grasp the full significance of Lenin's statement, quote, Only a party guided by an advanced theory can act as a vanguard in the fight and that without a revolutionary theory, there cannot be revolutionary practice, end quote. Especially in this period of growing quick changes, widening revolutionary struggles, Marxist-Leninist theory is the surest compass and guide. Theoretical work and study in our party must not be confined to a small group of comrades, nor must it become the special field of activity of a, quote, special selected group, end quote, of comrades. Hand in hand with the slogan, quote, every party member, an active comrade, end quote, must go the understanding that every party member must become equipped with the basic principles of Marxism-Leninism as only then will the party membership more readily grasp the policies of the party, read and better understand party resolutions and theses, and increase its desire and consciousness for mass activities. While not for one single moment must we forget, which happens quite often, the real glorious historical traditions of the American working class, and that in many respects, the American working class was a pioneer in militant forms of struggle to the international working class. The eight-hour-a-day movement, the 1st of May, general strikes, the nature of armed camp struggles, etc. However, in comparison with the European working class, its traditions and struggles are backward. The lack of revolutionary experiences and again speaking only in comparison with the European working class, must be made up by deepening the theoretical knowledge of the party. At times, it is simply horrifying and disgusting to hear leading and active party comrades speak of the history of the American labor movement and only pointing out to its backwardness, which must not be forgotten, and quote-unquote forgetting entirely, that in the United States in the past, there was a class struggle with sharp, militant, furious battles on the part of the working class. The present driving forces of the proletarian revolution in the United States linked up with a maximum Leninist analysis of the history of the class struggle in the past must be undertaken seriously by the party, as this will help considerably to clear revolutionary perspectives to the entire membership. To live and struggle in the leading imperialist country in the world means to live and struggle in a country pregnant with crises and revolutions. The changed role of American capitalism and imperialism, which changed the role of our party from one of the least important to one of the very most important sections of the Communist International, places great historical revolutionary responsibilities on the shoulders of our party. The gap of backward traditions with the present-day growing revolutionary responsibilities of our party can be considerably closed by deepening the theoretical knowledge of our party, a revolutionary understanding and not petty bourgeois 
of the history of the class struggles in the United States, and constant learning from international experiences. The Communist International, in its open letter to the party convention, states as the very first condition for the party in becoming a mass party, quote, a correct perspective in the analysis of the general crisis of capitalism and American imperialism, which is part of it, end quote. There are still various shadows of the wrong theories of lovestone of American imperialism creeping within the party. And it is precisely these shadows which breed the right danger in the party, and are responsible for the lack of greater sensitiveness to the growing crisis of American capitalism, with the consequent lack of outlook for and lack of contact with the growing struggles of the working class. It is therefore no accident at all that the Communist International places a correct analysis of the general crisis of capitalism and American imperialism, which is part of it, as the very first condition in developing our party into a mass party. The raising of the theoretical level of the party functionaries and membership will undoubtedly create a better understanding of the role of American imperialism in the third period of wars and revolutions, and make it more sensitive to the growing struggles. The present party situation demands the immediate drawing in of a very large number of young proletarian forces into various leading positions. The party, in a way, is in a crisis because of lack of forces. The way to solve it is to draw in, and draw in courageously, new proletarian elements. And this must be done conscientiously, and not as in the past factional days, as mere gestures, mechanically, without serious consideration. The situation is such that we must draw in elements who do not have a sufficient political background and training nor sufficient organizational experience for that matter. However, the party must prepare and train its new forces and the proletarian party comrades who are placed in responsible positions, taking their positions seriously, must make up their lack of sufficient political organizational experience by increased political theoretical studies, and the party must and undoubtedly will help them. One of the means in preparing and training new proletarian elements for leading positions in the party would be the establishment of a two or three month training school. This does not mean that we must postpone drawing in new elements until the school was established. As a matter of fact, many new elements with self-study and real political guidance on the part of the leading committees will find the responsibilities given to them a very good training school indeed. The League Training School, held in Cleveland, helped to a large extent in solving the functionary crisis in the League. The party may profit by the League experience and example. Thank you for listening to this reading from the People's School for Marxist-Leninist Studies. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Join us on Discord and visit peopleschool.org to sign up for free classes.